Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Believe in Hockey Prospects. My name is Luke Grab. And I'm Jess Rubenstein. Thank you for joining us this week. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, and now that the Stanley Cup playoffs are over, we now know that the 2021 NHL season champions are the Tampa Bay Lightning, but funny enough, the Tampa Bay Lightning are not the favorites to win next year's Stanley Cup, so you can head on over to right now to betonline.ag and bet the Tampa Bay Lightning to be next year's Stanley Cup champions, but whether it's the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, or any other sport, Bet Online has you covered, so head on over to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag sign up today this is believe in hockey prospects the show all about discussing the future stars in the game of hockey we believe in the future do you believe this week we have a bunch of different stories from around the hockey world but first up we have our friend johnny lazarus joining us to talk about the new ncaa rules about endorsements and how players can earn money from their name images and likeness jess are you ready to talk to johnny yes let's do it all right, here we go. And joining us once again, the host of Believe in New York Rangers here on the Believe Network, Johnny Lazarus. Johnny, thank you for coming back, man. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys. I appreciate it, and uh, I'm honored to join you guys again. Uh, thank you, Johnny. The recent NC2A ruling regarding athletes, good or bad? I've actually had a lot of mixed emotions about it. I think it's good in a lot of ways, but also bad in a lot of ways. Let's go with bad. Let's go with bad. Okay. What's bad, I think, is that there, especially with hockey, there's already a lot of like, you know, big egos in some, you know, college hockey teams and college hockey locker rooms, like the draft picks and and the guys who get a lot of the, t- the attention from, you know, national media and stuff, especially from NHL teams. And egos obviously can ruin teams and, you know, ruin cultures and, and that kind of stuff. I mean, when you're paying these guys on top of that, it just might create more of like a different playing field, you know? So like, I know for me, like I wasn't going to get paid if I played in college, no one was paying for my name or my face. You know, I'm not really a jealous person, but I could see someone who was in my shoes, like a fourth line, third line player. And you have a guy on the first line in your team. That's also making like $5,000 on top of a full scholarship and a lot of playing time and media attention. It's just a lot. I don't know if that's the best example, but the example that I give of why it's great for college sports, the example that I've been telling people like in my mind, a guy like Zion Williamson, right? Zion Williamson, massive star, going to be huge in the NBA at the time when he was at Duke. A big reason why he wouldn't want to stay another year is because he can leave and go play in the NBA and make millions of dollars. But if he can make a lot of money while being in college and while getting education, that gives him more of a reason to stay. So I think for the big time superstars, there's more of a reason to stay in college if they're getting paid. Because let's be real, that's why everyone does a one and done, or that's why everyone wants to leave school is to make money. So if they're able to make money while being in college, I think it's just more of a reason to stay in college and develop. The other thing that I want to know an answer to is now for years, the kids who went and played major junior couldn't come and play NC2A because the NC2A deemed them as professional. How do you keep out the Canadian juniors who want to now say at 18 or 19, I want to go to college because, hey, if I was professional, then you guys are professional now. Is that going to happen? I don't think so. I, I still think it's different because college athletes aren't getting paid to play games. They're getting paid for their their personalities or their popularity, their likeness and their name. Right. Like OHL players are getting paid to play, not paid for their popularity. Like 
OHL guys, you know, they might make money for their jersey sales, but it's completely different when you're you're getting paid to play. College hockey players aren't getting paid to play. If that was the case and all college hockey players were making money, if a guy who's getting scratched every five games is getting paid to play, then sure, OHL and major junior guys can come play. But that's not the case. Like only certain guys on college rosters are making money. And it's not just for playing hockey. It's for what they're able to do away from hockey. That's how they're getting paid. Johnny, you're a very popular fellow here. You've got a bunch of different shows. You're a former player yourself. You still talk to quite a few people who play college hockey. What's the vibe amongst the players right now? Does everyone think they've got a shot to go out and get anywhere from Coca-Cola and maybe to the deli down the street? Does everyone feel good about this new ruling? Yeah, I mean, uh, from the guys that I've talked to, everyone's super excited about it. And also you think about you know, different things like even starting a podcast. Like I, I always knew when I was a player in college that I wanted to get into podcasting, but I was always afraid because of the NCAA and like couldn't like promote anything. Or if your dad's friend has a company that you want to promote, you wouldn't have been able to do it. The NCAA would just like literally rule it against you. So just like little things like that, and even like fundraising and just like the smallest kind of things is great for this. But I don't think a lot of guys are like expecting to, you know, get paid ridiculous money. I mean, maybe like the superstars in college hockey will make a lot. I'm sure like, you know, Bauer and all these companies will pay them to like promote those products. But I don't think like everyone's expecting something. But then again, it's like I've seen a lot of my friends are already like partnered with Sideline Swap and stuff like that. So it's cool to like partner with brands and uh, branch out. Now, on top of that, this is really cool for us being such fans of college sports here in America. But this is really big. The Supreme Court got involved. So as a former player yourself, how does it feel to have the Supreme Court of the United States on your side and back this law that's been in place for years and years and years and has really taken down some of the biggest stars in college sports and now it's uh, free for the taking? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if this ruling will last forever. I, I think it'll be like a three to five year trial period because I could see things going wrong. I mean, you already see statements from teams saying like, no guys can represent companies that allow gambling, drugs, drinking, all that kind of stuff. So there's definitely going to be some problems this year, I think, in the news of certain guys that are promoting certain companies that aren't cool with the NCAA or the NCAA are not cool with those certain companies. Like I've already seen a bunch of statements about Barcelona sports. I'm sure like some guys, you know, I, I like to, you know, wager on sports. I'm sure there's other guys in college that would want to like partner with FanDuel or DraftKings and stuff like that, that won't be allowed to do it. So I'm sure we're going to hear a bunch of stories that are not good this year about certain partnerships. So I don't necessarily think I, I need to see it play out a little bit more until I'm like confident that it's a great move. I don't want to sound like I'm pessimistic, but I don't know if this will last forever. All right, Johnny, before we let you go, what do you got going on? Where can the people find you? Let them know. Yeah, I mean, Luke, you are very uh, active in the in the DMs for uh, Believe in Rangers. So, I mean, um, you know, you ask a question almost every episode, which I really appreciate. But for, I, I love that. So, for the people who want to, you know, ask questions, like I said, I'm not I'm not a hockey expert. I I played and I've seen it, and I just give my opinions. And I think you know, some are good, some might not be as good, but take it as you get it. Um, so, send an email to believeinrangers at gmail dot com. B l e a v i n rangers at gmail dot com with any question or topic that you want me to talk about, because I would love to, you know, give shout outs and answer questions for Ranger fans, because that's what my show is all about, just like being the typical Ranger fan and being in pain or celebrating together. So <laughs> that's what I'm all about. At Johnny Lazarus on Instagram. And then uh, I think my Twitter's jlazzy23. So either one. I'm a big Twitter guy, so I prefer Twitter, but uh, either one works. Awesome. Johnny, thank you so much for coming back, man. We can't wait to have you back again. Yeah, I need you guys on mine after the draft because I don't know what the hell I'll be talking about, so I need you guys to bring it down for me. Just say when we'll be there.
Sounds good, boys. Thank you. So that was Johnny Lazarus on the new NCAA regulations. Just some interesting stuff, but we have a lot more to talk about. So let's get right here to it. First up, Jess, the WHL Seattle Thunderbirds. They have imported two players, one from Britain and one from Italy. Jess, I know you're a big fan of the WHL. You know a lot about these guys and all about the import draft, but this is brand new. I mean, Alessandro Segafredo out of Italy and Leon Oconco Prada out of Great Britain joining the WHL, joining Seattle. This is a big deal, Jess. I feel like this is a lot to grow the sport. What do you think as the big fan of the WHL? To me, the reason why I wanted to mention this out is the fact that you don't see import players coming over from Italy. I, as far as I know, this is like the, the first guy I've ever seen selected to, from Italy to play in the WHL. Prada, the defenseman you know, from Great Britain, he actually played in Sweden last year. He does have a stronger background than the uh, British Junior Leagues. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by Prada's play uh, for Seattle. I think he's going to be a really talented weapon for Segafredo. Oh, wow. You know, he played in Switzerland. He isn't just any kid. I mean, his name is going to say I was born in Italy, but he has played for some of the Swiss teams. So Seattle knows that they're getting some quality players. But what I love about the fact that these are kids from Britain and from Italy, it says a lot about how the game is growing. And it also is saying something about how the CHL, the three leagues, are now looking all over the world for talent to come over to North America and play. These are two good selections, but I think it's just opening the door to what could be really good players down the road. Jess, I'm super excited for these guys, like you said, just to grow the game because we look at this upcoming draft and we look at the European side of things, we see a large dominant proportion of it is Russia, a lot of people from Sweden, a lot of people from Finland. We've got the same kind of countries producing the players that are probably going to see a lot of time over here. But thinking about even a country like Germany, Jess, the only player I can really think of, Jess, off the top of my head is Christian Ehrhoff, the defenseman who played for Vancouver and Buffalo. I also think that Marco Sturm might have been German, but there's not a ton of players that we've seen in years past that come from Germany and played very well. Now, just looking at this past draft, Jess, Tim Stuzel is the most highly touted German prospect since Leon Dreisaitl, and I think we all know him very well. He's tearing up the NHL. And then on top of that, we've got Philip Grubauer, who's in net for Colorado. He's of German descent. Dominic Cahoon is a very young and talented winger. He's German. So Germany is one of those countries that we've seen can grow and have more of an appearance. And on top of that, Jess, we're both Ranger fans. I've been to Madison Square Garden, and on more than one occasion, I saw a family come from Norway just to watch Matt Zuccarello play hockey. That's how big someone can get, and that's how much attention you can draw just by branching out and seeing other countries that you can get involved. I can't think of a single Italian player that we've had in the NHL, at least over the past 30 years or so. I believe Brendan Perlini, who played a couple seasons with Chicago and Arizona, he just left the NHL. He's the last British player to play. So if we can get those countries that we see at the World Junior Tournaments and at the World Cup and at the Olympics, we know countries like Russia, Sweden, and Finland and the North American teams are going to be good, but we see countries like Hungary, Switzerland, Belarus, Belgium, the Czech Republic, Denmark. We know that they've got talent. 
we just need to see those players in action. So I hope we get the chance to see more countries get involved. Hats off to the Seattle Thunderbirds for taking these two talented players and bringing them over to the CHL. I'm not sure if they're going to be the next Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid, but I'm sure that they will draw some interest, and I hope we can see more guys like them playing over here in North America and drawing more attention over to some great European countries with a lot of talent. Oh, totally. And then Prada, he's eligible for this draft, the 2021 draft. So I see him go maybe about the in the fifth round, sixth round, because people know so little about him. This is a kid you roll the dice on. But on the other hand, Sega Fredo, he's a 2022 draft, and he's got an opportunity to make a name for himself in the WHL, which will boost his draft ranking. I'm lucky. I'm part of the high five wars where Seattle comes down to play Portland. So I'm going to get to see these two players, and I'm really excited to get to see him. I'll watch him nine times this year. Next up, we have USA Hockey and Hockey Canada announcing their U18 teams. Just a lot of great guys on these lists. Out of Team USA, we've got guys like Ryan Healy, Sam Renzel, Mikey D'Angelo, Quinn Finley. A lot of great players, but on Hockey Canada, just another stacked U18 roster. Connor Geeky, Matthew Savoy, Michael Mastro-Domenico, and most importantly, your favorite guy, Connor Bedard, on Team Canada. What do you think of these rosters, Jess? Man, I'll tell you what, you hit that one name, man, Connor Bedard. I mean, he he dominated last year, and I can't wait to see him with, you know, a summer of practice. He's getting to work out with Hockey Canada. They knew what they were doing when they granted him exceptional status, and he's going to help boost the quality of plays because I think you're going to see Bedard on under-18 and under 20 this year. So, you know, Canada, monster team. United States, I would say, is probably about maybe, you know, just a, a step back behind them. But that's not to say that they don't have a quality program because the United States, yeah, they didn't have that many drafted last year. That's okay. But the United States Hockey League had a great year. And a lot of these under 18 kids, they showed up wanting to play. Plus, these kids, the under 18 kids, they're going to come to the summer showcase. So, it ought to be good to see. Yeah, like you said, USA Hockey has had a lot of ebbs and flows in recent years. Looking at the roster right now, a couple good players. Northeastern University, man, three different players on this team, Jess. Cam Lund, Vinny Borghese, and on top of that, they've also got Jackson Dorrington. A lot of great players on this team, USA team, but looking at the U18 Canada roster, if you look at some of the big names for not this upcoming draft, the next draft, Jess, so many names, Savoy Geeky, Bedard, there's going to be so many players on this Team Canada roster that we're going to be saying their name a lot more often coming forward in the next few weeks and a lot more after that looking forward towards the next few drafts. So this Team USA roster looks good, but this Hockey Canada roster looks that much better. I think the world is going to be getting ready to take a seat and be second place. I mean, that under-18 team won gold this past year. Uh, a lot of these kids... I'd say half the roster moves up to under 20. The other half comes back to play. Both teams, you're, you're looking at a really stacked Hockey Canada program right now. 
And finally, Jess, the BCHL has extended their partnership with Head Check Health. It's the app that they've been using in their concussion protocol to track the injuries to the head of their players for the past couple years. They've now just extended that partnership where they'll be continue to use Head Check Health in the future. What do you think of this new deal? I love it. I wish all the other leagues did something like this. If I'm a parent of a kid, it helps me feel good that you're taking care of my child. And more than anything else, I think as hockey fans, we all want our players to be nice and safe. So thank you, BCHL, for doing something like this. Looking at every single contact sport in the world right now, I think concussions have become a major talking point, a major issue, something that a lot of people are now finally starting to get concerned about. CTE is a major problem. There's been a lot of research, and it's really, really cool to see that this is an issue that they're taking care of even this early on in a player's career. Like you brought up, Jess, it's an important precedent to set. I hope that it's one that we can see throughout leagues in youth hockey and in youth sports because this is such a big deal. Seeing the BCHL re-up this deal with Head Check Health means that it's working. It means that they're seeing results. Love seeing the players getting taken care of, and I hope that this continues to work and continues to be a top priority for leagues across the world in making sure that players can continue to live happy and healthy lives even after their career is over. This program is going to protect the player. That's the bottom line. And that's always a good thing. And that's going to do it for us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Prospect Park for Jess, at Luke Legrano for myself. If you like this episode, be sure to rate us five stars on iTunes. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and share this episode with your friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Believe in Hockey Prospects. My name is Luke Legrano. And I'm Jess Rubenstein. Thank you so very much for spending your time with us. Stay safe, people. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We hope to see you next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.